does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Championship Saturday coming up tomorrow. Girls finals at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. We'll talk about that tonight, plus some boys basketball. Right now, though, it's a very busy weekend. We turn it over to the star of our show. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Level. Happy Friday night to all of you listening. And we wish none of everyone the best of luck in the sectional and the boys basketball tournament that starts next week. Tonight, regular season finale for a lot of teams. Tomorrow, a very limited schedule with the girls IHSAA state finals presented by the Indiana Pacers and the Indiana Fever going on from downtown Indianapolis at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. But nonetheless, let's get to tonight's scores if you have any. Any nuggets, cool videos, stories to share? Tweet them at us at IND Sports Talk on Twitter or X. Once again, at IND Sports Talk or use the hashtag IST. Whiteland Beach Grove, big scoring one in this one. 81 64 final score. Whiteland, the Warriors pick up a win over Beach Grove. A very close game between Concord and Westview. As close as you could possibly get. 40 39. Westview defeats Concord. West Noble, Garrett. Combined for 78 total points, it's a 10-point margin with West Noble finishing on top, 44-34. to West Lafayette and Rossville, 68-55. Final score, Rossville falls to West Lafayette. Wawasee and East Noble, 61-50. The final score, Wawasee picks up a win in their regular season finale. Washington Township. They take on Trinity Greenlawn this afternoon slash evening. 40-36 to final score, Washington Township. Picks up the W. Peru and Wabash, the separator, and this one is just one field goal, 57-55. Wabash concludes their regular season with a win before sectionals start next week. Triton and Knox, very low-scoring game, 44-36. Close throughout, Triton picks up the win, 44-36 over Knox. Triton Central, they also win. They defeat the Spark Plugs of Speedway, 68 to 59. Trinity Lutheran defeats Austin, 65 to 62. Trimble County, they are located in Kentucky. They took on Crothersville and won by 17, 67 to 50. Try winners tonight over Mowerstown, 66 to 39. Indianapolis Ritter falls by three to Try West. Very very close. Heartbreaking loss for those seniors tonight. 62-59 win for Tri-West over Indianapolis Ritter. Tri-County, they pick up a 20-point win over Pioneer, 52-32. Tri-Central Northfield, 105 points combined between the two game, two teams in this one. 60-45 final score. Tri-Central with the 60-45 win. Alexandria and Taylor. Taylor wins 50-32 over Alexandria. South Ripley, Jackson Dell, 66 for South Ripley. Ripley, 45 for Jackson Dell. Switzerland County, they fall to South Dearborn tonight, 54-39. Laporte, they lose by four to South Bend Clay, 
264. Tomorrow, a lot of college basketball action. The Indiana Hoosiers, they're on the road at Penn State taking on the Nittany Lions. That's at noon. Indiana has lost three consecutive games. Penn State coming off that miraculous comeback victory earlier this week against Illinois. The Nittany Lions are 13 and 14, 7 and 9 in conference play. The Hoosiers are 14 and 12, 6 and 9 in Big Ten play. Also in action at noon, this game can be watched on ESPN. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish, the Fighting Micah Shrewsbury's have won three consecutive games. Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and Louisville were their opponents in those wins. They will have to go on the road tomorrow afternoon. They take on the Syracuse Orange. They are 17-10. and 10. Syracuse is coming off a win earlier this week on the road at NC State's noon tip, ESPN, Notre Dame, and Syracuse. The Ball State Cardinals are at home. They're trying to get above 500. They're 13-13, and 5-8 and eight in the conference play. They would take on Eastern Michigan. They have struggled in Maction. 3-10 are the Eagles, 10-16 and 16 overall. That game can be watched on ESPN+, and that will start at 2 o'clock. Indiana State and Butler also in action tomorrow. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network Driven. The number two, savelives.org, is their website. Coming up tomorrow, the 149th annual IHSAA Girls Basketball State Finals presented by the Indiana Fever and Indiana Pacers at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. The day starts with the 1A championship between the defending champs, Lanesville and Marquette Catholic. That's at 1030. The 2A championship. Starts at 1245. Brownstown Central taking on Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. Earlier in the week, my colleague, Brendan King, had a chance to catch up with Brownstown Central's Brandon Allman. And here's that conversation. IHSAA Girls Basketball Media Day. I'm Brendan King in for the coach, Bob Lovell, along with head coach for Brownstown Central, Brandon Allman, in his fifth season. Coach Allman, great to be with you. Congratulations. Uh, man, that semi-state for you guys facing off against an Eastern Hancock team that had just played an overtime game, right? Um, the challenges for you of winning two games in one day. Now, I know it's, it's always, always there with the regional. It used to be that way, but now that semi-state, just the challenge of having to win two in one day and reset to play that Eastern Hancock team. Yeah, it's always a challenge to play two games in one day. Um, I think what set us apart was, you know, just our preparation. We, we had three scouting reports, one, of course, for Lynn, and, and I was really focused on those. But, you know, credit to my assistant coaches for, for having game plans and, and everything ready for, for either Sheridan or Eastern Hancock, you know, whichever team we end up playing. Um, but I thought we had a really good defensive scheme against Eastern Hancock, a team that was averaging over 60 points a game and, you know, being able to hold them to, to 29 points. Uh, that was kudos to our girls, being able to execute the game plan. Uh, we did, a, did, a, did some things different in our zone, uh, which girls were unaccustomed to, but were able to execute to a team. Is there anything you can learn about your team in the tournament that you don't necessarily see in the regular season? Does any trait or an individual accolade come out, especially in the tournament? Just our grit and toughness um, and, and our focus has just been second to none, so to speak, during this tournament run. You know, you look at our season, and there are definitely some highs and lows during that season. Sometimes some, some games we did not play very well. Um, and I, you know, I, I attribute a lot of that to, to our focus at times. But we have, we have been locked in. Um, as a unit, the whole this whole term of run. You challenge yourself in the regular season with that schedule, did you not? Yeah. Well, you look at our conference. I I tell this to everybody. I would put up our conference, especially at the two A three A level, against any any conference in the state. Um, and you look at the coaches that are in our conference. We joke all the time. If you look at 
you look at the MSC girls coaches to the boys coaches, um, I would much rather go play on the boys side than their coaches than, than what we have on the girls side. You know, we've had five, five consecutive years where a girls team from the MSC has been in the state finals. Uh, last year, Corden, uh, you have Salem the year before that, or sorry, Silver Creek for two years before that, right. Salem before that, Eastern Peak, and you know, Jared Peterson has won a state title at Austin. Um, I think that our conference alone helps prepare for, for the run because nobody knows us like like those teams. Brandon Ullman, the head coach at Brownstown Central, is our guest. <laughs> coach Ullman, let's talk about your team, talk about your players. Who has really helped you guys out this year, not just in regular season, but who's had a good tournament as well? Well, a, a slew of girls. You look at our you look at our points per game, and we just now had, had, had our first girl hit double dig, digits in, mm-hmm. in Harley-Topey. Um, but the whole tournament, we've had all girls who are single-digit scorers. You know, and I thought that was a, I thought that was going to be a challenge for us earlier in the year. We didn't we didn't have an alpha, uh, we didn't have that one or two girls that could score a lot of points. Um, but we do it by committee. Uh, you never know what girl's going to step up for us. You know, Kenzie Dean, our starting one of our starting forwards, averages six point three points a game, and in the in the you know in the regional game against South Spencer, she put up nineteen points and eleven rebounds. So. It's just been one. Harley Topi's had a couple big games for us. Sophie Wishmeyer put us on her back uh, in that Lynn Stockton game, the, in the semi state morning game. Um, it's just been a whole slew. Jenna Kloshman, Mallory Kloshman. You know, we had Mallory Kloshman and Addison Darwish come off the bench in Eastern Hancock in that first half, and both they hit two threes uh, that were huge for us. Does that make you tough to prepare for in a way that it could be anybody on any given night? Well, I think that's what I've had other coaches tell me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not two or three girls you have to worry about on the scatter report. You have six or eight that you have to prepare for and be ready. So, yeah, I definitely think that makes it makes us a little bit more difficult to prepare for. Let's talk about your opponent, Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. What stands out and uh, as you get ready for them this weekend? Well, i got to be honest. I, I haven't watched them play yet. Um, we, we had finals Thursday, Friday of last mm. week, which added to our the pressure the girls had going into semi-state. Um, and I actually spent all last night, 11 o'clock, at the school grading <laughs> papers and essays and finals. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into them today. But I know my, my assistants have already started watching film and, and talked about how much pressure they're able to put on us. They're going to press us, uh, you know, three-quarter, quarter least, and then they drop back into a zone and have a lot of size. And similar, I think they are, they're really deep and play like nine girls, they said. So... We, we're definitely going to have to be able to take care of the basketball. That's also been a challenge for us that sometimes when you look at some of our losses, we turn the basketball over a lot in those basketball games. Um, but in games we've been successful, we've been able to take care of it. Coach, last thing, what's the message like this week when you try and convey, of course, how important this is, but also the matter of enjoying it and playing in GameBridge and getting that experience? Yeah, I just, just want, us, want our girls to enjoy this week, right? Just enjoy the moment. Uh, this is something special that not very many teams get to do or coaches in that aspect get to do throughout the state. Um, I probably should ask this guy right right beside us because he, he knows what it's like to win a state championship in this, this state. Um, and I've used this a lot today. It, it, it's, it is basketball in 49 other states, but it's life in Indiana. Like I, I grew up. Tomorrow in downtown Indianapolis, I'm Eddie Garrison with this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update. Four state champions will be crowned. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
and girls basketball starting at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. The Class 1A state championship features Lanesville. Only one loss this season. They're 28-1. They're looking to go back-to-back as state champions. They will take on Marquette Catholic, who is 24-4. Marquette Catholic is chasing their third Class 1A championship in seven years. At approximately 12.45, it's the Class 2A state championship game between 21-8 and eight, Brownstown Central, who is looking for their first state championship, and Fort Wayne Bishop Lewis, who is 19-6. They are playing for their record-tying seventh state championship victory since 2011. It would be their first state championship win. They'll, they'll close the doors, clear out Gamebridge Fieldhouse. The night section features two games, the Class 3A state championship game. That will start at 6 o'clock Eastern. Gibson Southern, who is 25-4, and, and Norwell, who is 23-4. Gibson Southern has not won a state championship game in their school's history for girls basketball. Their last trip in a state championship game was 2002. Meanwhile, on the other hand, for Noel, they're playing in their first state title game and making their first state finals trip since 1977. And approximately at 8.15 will be the final game, the Class 4A state championship game. 29-1 Lawrence Central takes on 26-4 Lake Central. Lawrence Central making their first state finals trip would become just the third 30-win champ in the history of the IHSAA. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Big games tomorrow, as Eddie mentioned. Girls State Finals. We're going to talk with a bunch of the coaches. We've already talked with Brandon Allman from Brownstown Central. They're playing in the 2A championship game against Fort Wayne Bishop Lures. Uh, Lanesville and Marquette Catholic started off tomorrow morning at 10.30, followed by Brownstown Central and Lures. Gibson Southern will play Norwell for the 3A championship at uh, 6 p.m. And then the final game of the day, 4A championship between Lawrence Central and Lake Central starts at approximately 8.15. We encourage you to listen on many of these same great stations around the state. Also, be part of the IHSA Champions Network. You can watch it as it's streamed live from Gainbridge Fieldhouse. And um, lots of basketball these next few days. It's uh, It's been fantastic. It'll continue to be fantastic. So we've got the girls wrapping up. A, I think a, a tremendous year. Uh, and we have seen some great teams, great individual talent. I think it's fantastic. Uh, trying to put together the all-star team never is easy. But Mike Broughton and his uh, group will have uh, another challenge because we have plenty of talented ladies. Uh, and Tuesday night, boys start in uh, sectional play around the state, a number of sites uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, obviously, semifinal games on Friday and then championship games on Saturday. So join us um, not only tomorrow night as we talk a lot of girls' state finals and some college basketball, but next weekend when we're doing the boys' state finals. Eddie Garrison in tonight doing school board updates every 15 minutes. Eddie, thank you so much for being here and having some fun and talking about some some ball. Um, Gary McGinnis joins me, Eddie, before we get to you, IndianaHighSchoolSports.com. He has the uh, Ben Davis and Tech game tonight. BD wins this in 75-54. Gary, thank you so much for the uh, call. Very impressive win by Ben Davis tonight. Yeah, it really was. Uh, Arsenal Tech gave him a little bit of 
run for their money in the third quarter as they went on a 16-4 to run. Uh, it was uh, 39-39 at that point in the third quarter. But Ben Davis turned up the, the steam and, and really down the stretch took control of the game. K.J. Wyndham had 26 points for Ben Davis, hitting five three-pointers. Actually, three of those came very early in the contest. And uh, Ben Davis looked very impressive tonight. Well, when K.J. Wyndham is shooting the ball like he does on a regular basis, uh, they're a very, very difficult team to defend. They're playing at a high level. Uh, they were tremendous a year ago when uh, a number of those kids obviously got significant time, including Wyndham. It's an impressive thing. And Texas never able to find any kind of rhythm with the uh, defensive pressure they received all night. Well, at, at one point they did, but – uh, like I said, in the third quarter, they got on that 16-4 run and, and made a game of it. But then uh, turnovers, miscues, they weren't able to hit shots, and ultimately that was their demise as they fall by 21. All right. You mentioned K.J. Wyndham. Who else plays well on both sides, Gary? Well, we had um, Harris for uh, Arsenal Tech. Had a nice game tonight. I don't have the stats here in front of me, but um, – and then – uh, I'm trying to remember. You kind of caught me off guard here, Coach. I just had stats for Wyndham, right. but but uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's a good test for uh, Ben Davis as they get ready for sectional play next week, don't you think? Yeah, it is, and obviously, this is the last game as a tune-up before the sectionals for both these squads, and and uh, both these teams are pretty good. I mean. Uh, Tech is fifteen and eight, and now Ben Davis is seventeen and five on the season. So, good uh, schools. Both of these teams are good. So, I kind of thought the score might be a little closer at the end of the game. But again, Ben Davis just too strong, too big, and just too much down the stretch. Well, a lot of teams have said that same thing. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Gary McGinnis from IndianaHighSchoolSports.com on the call of Ben Davis's seventy-five fifty-four win over Arsenal Technical High School. Gary, thanks so much for the call. Make sure you call us next week and catch us up on what what sectional will you have next week? Well, I've got um, Monroe Central, uh, Alexandria, that sectional up there near um, Muncie. Um, I've got two games on Friday night, and it kind of depends on who beats who as, as right, to what games right. I'll be covering. But I know Monroe Central has a bye in the first round, so they're definitely going to be playing uh, one of these squads on Friday night with the bye. So uh, as I find out, I'll let you guys know. But uh, right. right now it's uh, you know whoever wins the first couple of games, they'll match up with each other. Sounds perfect. I appreciate the call. I look forward to talking to you next weekend. Thanks, Gary. Okay, Bob, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Gary McGinnis from IndianaHighSchoolSports.com. Tonight, Ben Davis over Tech. Um, Ben Davis will play Pike in sectional number 11 on Wednesday night. Tech will play also on Wednesday night. This is at Lawrence North. Uh, Their opponent in that matchup is uh, Crispus Attics. So uh, challenges for both those, those teams. And the challenge obviously begins in earnest on uh, Tuesday night uh, for sectionals around the state. Make sure you join us. Now, I know uh, if you've listened to the show any length of time over these past 30 years, uh, for a period of time we used to do a Tuesday night show, a Tuesday night special. Um, 
many of our stations called and said, hey, you know, we're going to be on doing a game. And the whole concept of the show started out by by us providing programming after games were over up until midnight. And so we said, yeah, you know what, we'll do it. And we did it, you know, I don't know exactly how long. I just know we did it for a while. And then um, we just kind of stopped doing it. If I had an explanation of why, I'd be glad to give you one. But we just kind of stopped doing it and have just settled into the uh, Friday and Saturday. And I think in large part we made the decision because it's so – everyone's so accustomed to to us being on on Friday and Saturday nights. I know you need to do a show for 30 years. Yeah, you would be accustomed to that. And so outside of that particular schedule, it was was hard to – Number one, get people to uh, to call, and, and number two, we just felt like our efforts were better served. Uh, it's a lot. Of, listen, from my standpoint as a host, there's a whole lot going on in a short amount of time, and so we decided we just settle in and go do our Friday and and Saturday schedule. All right, Eddie Garrison, sorry about that delay. All right, catch me up. What's happening? What do I not know about? Are the Pacers in action right now? Are they are they back playing now? Uh, they did play last night. But they're off tonight, uh, tonight, and they're also off tomorrow. So they're back in action Sunday afternoon. So they come out of the All-Star break, they play a game, and then they got two days off, and then they're back at it Sunday afternoon as the Dallas Mavericks come to Gamebridge Fieldhouse. That game will start Sunday at 5 o'clock, and then they'll turn around and play again on Monday against the Toronto Raptors. That game will be at 7 o'clock. Tell you what, in, in addition to the joy of hosting the uh, All-Star game, I thought the, the Pacers, you know, Halberton and others, I think they, did, they acquitted themselves quite well in all of the special, you know, in the games and competitions and everything. I think Pacers should be happy about how, how the whole experience went. Oh, yeah. Tyrese Halliburton was essentially the president of Indiana for a weekend. <laughs> and I know they labeled him the prom king, but I think that term wasn't nearly as strong as what he was doing. He was all across no. the city of Indianapolis and right. doing a variety of things. And from all accounts, outside of the weather, everything was phenomenal in terms of what Pacer Sports and Entertainment <laughs> and what the NBA did. Right. I know the weather was a big right. factor into everything, but still the most, I think, attended and watched All-Star game in 14 years, I think is what the Pacers put out. And, uh, I was able to go to the Rising Stars game Saturday night last week, or Friday night, and then I went to the Saturday night uh, festivities, the three-point sh- shootout, dunk contest, skills competition, and then Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu, and I thought all of that was great, great turnout, and all, all, right. all in all, I thought it was a good weekend last weekend here in downtown Indy. Yeah, next time they play, somebody will score 300 points. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the goal. Eddie Garrison coming up soon with another scoreboard update. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you very much. He's coming up right now. Scoreboard update again with the man himself, Eddie Garrison, on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm at a Garrison College basketball tomorrow. The Indiana Hoosiers are on the road at Penn State. They are taking on the Nittany Lions. Mike Woodson after the game earlier this week where they lost to Nebraska at home on why Indiana has struggled. We're young. We're missing our senior point guard. We're trying to play a freshman at point guard. It's tough. It's a lot that comes in play with that. Um, 
we've played well enough this year in spurts, but not well enough to complete ball games, and that's what makes it frustrating. Indiana has lost seven of its last nine games, and they lost three in a row to Nebraska, Northwestern, and Purdue. They take on Penn State, who just won earlier this week against Illinois, 90-89, to and Penn State defeated IU in Bloomington not too long ago, 85-71. to Tomorrow's tip is at noon Eastern on Big Ten Network. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish are also in action at the same time. They're on ESPN. Micah Shrewsbury's team has won three consecutive games. They go on the road this time. They take on the Syracuse Orange, who is 17-10. Notre Dame now 10-16, 5-10 in conference play. The Ball State Cardinals are in action at 2 o'clock. You can watch that game on ESPN+. They take on the Eastern Michigan Eagles, 10-16 overall are the Eagles, the Cardinals 13 and 13. They're coming off a win earlier this week against Northern Illinois. The Interstate Sycamores are in action nightcap at 8 o'clock against the University of Illinois Chicago. That's at 8 o'clock on ESPN Plus Eastern Time. And the nightcap, the Butler Bulldogs, they're on the road in a must-win game for the Dogs. They've lost three in a row at Seton Hall, taking on the Pirates. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, we've been talking about it uh, tonight. We'll continue to talk about great action at at Gamebridge Fieldhouse when we're talking about girls' state finals. Uh... Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Coming up, we talked about uh, we talked with Lane about the Lanesville Marquette Catholic matchup in 1A. Brownstown Central takes on Bishop Lewis for the 2A championship. Gibson Southern and Norwell for the 3A title earlier in the week. Brendan King, my colleague, talked with Norwell's uh, ed, head coach Eric Thornton. Here's that conversation. Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King in for Bob Lovell. Joined by Eric Thornton, the head coach at Norwell. Coach, taking your team to the 3A state title game, matching up with Gibson Southern. But I think first thing that jumps off the page is when I was doing scoreboard updates on Saturday night, just what you guys did defensively in that Bremen game after knocking off number one Hamilton Heights. We'll talk about that number one win in just a second. But you guys are already tired. I'm sure you're already mentally prepared for that. But holding Bremen to 20 points. What's on your mind after that game? Yeah, I, I don't know that you ever expect something like that. I think the the halftime score was, I think we held them to four points in the first half, and our kids were just so excited. We knew we were one one step away from being able to get down here. Um, that's been our goal all season. So our team played with a lot of energy. They played uh, uh, tough. Um, they, they were very active on the defensive end, and I just thought we overwhelmed um, Bremen, and that's the word we've been using through the tournament is just to be overwhelming defensively, and I thought our kids played exactly that way. Eric Thornton in his 27th year at the helm of Norwell, back to the state finals for the first time since 1977. Coach, what went into the preparation for that Hamilton Heights game? Number one team, you beat them by double digits, um, and you had some time to prepare for that one. Yeah, and that was the best thing, I think, about the draw is when you um, you saw the ping pong balls, you know, rolled out um, after uh, the regional level, and you see that you get to play Hamilton Heights, which obviously excellent team um 
great players, great coach. Ended our season a year ago at the regional level. So there's definitely fuel there you know, that, that uh, you just felt like you weren't tough enough um, the year before. So just, you know, what we all put into it, we were very intentional about our schedule this year. Uh, I've talked about it a lot this season, but it's, it's, it's real um, on, on the teams that we picked up. And uh, the schedule strength is, is the number one in 3A. It's the toughest schedule in the state at our level. It's what we needed to do to, to get to, to here. So when you look at the pathway, it started back after our loss last season. And um, our kids have really handled the schedule strength uh, very well. It's made us a tougher team, and it got us better quicker. What stands out about Gibson Southern, Coach? Now, I think their pace is really fun to watch. Um, you know, I think their, their skill and their talent level, they're athletic. They've got multiple pieces um, that do a great job. Uh, they're, they're, they're a well-coached team. And, um, you know, they, they play with pace. Um, and then defensively, they're going to get after you in the half court and they're man-to-man. So very impressed uh, with their scores. Uh, they're very... Uh, um, they're very tough to defend, so um, it's it's a uh, it's going to be a huge huge task for sure. Couple last couple last things, Coach. You've been a part of the Norwell community for a long time. Um, to be able to share this with the people you've been around for so long, what, what does that mean to you personally? Not just to share that with your team, but yeah. just everybody. Yeah. So just, just that the ability to, to reconnect with people um, from our program that have been strong supporters throughout and also in the past and. Um, just how happy they are, how excited they are uh, for our team. Um, just a lot of personal notes of congratulations. Um, uh, it's it's been a tremendous um, tremendous uh, last few days, and I'm just really thankful to to be um, to be a part of the program. You know, it's something that you work hard for as a young coach. You're not sure that you can ever be a part of a team that can get here um so to be able to 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 be a part of this group um such a special group means a lot to me personally i have a hard time talking about myself because um this group has really worked hard and they're very deserving to be here um uh, just uh yeah it's it's just a it's the last few days here um we're gonna we're gonna go for it last thing um and i'm sure you've thought a lot about this but What's the message you convey when you got to focus on Saturday mm-hmm. and winning the game, but also enjoying this part of their lives and being able to soak this all in? What What's the message as you mix those two things together? Yeah, I think you try to balance all of that because you can feel things coming to an end, but at the same time, you know, there's there's always going to be that connection with this team, you know, no matter no matter how long. Um, you know, the basketball side of thing is one thing. Uh, the impact that they have on me and hopefully I can have on them, that's that's going to continue to last. We're going to make this week about as normal as, as possible, you know, to help them be in the best position. This is their team. I've told them that time and time again. It's not my team. They are they are going for it. It's what they wanted to do all year. Um, and to have a special group of seven seniors lead this team, um, uh, it's, it's just been a tremendous experience. Uh, it's been a dream season uh, for all of us. And um, we're not just happy to be here. We're, we're here to, to, to try to win it. And we know that's going to be tough to do, um, but that's been their goal all season. And um, I'm really proud of them. 27 years at the helm, Eric Thornton, the head coach at Norwell. Coach, appreciate the time. Wish you the best. Thank you. Brendan King, our colleague, uh, catching up with the coaches earlier in the week at Gainbridge Field. That's in the uh, press availability, 27 years at Norwell. Uh, that is spectacular. 452 wins, 191 losses, uh, playing for a state championship. I think the key that Coach uh, Thornton pointed out uh, was ownership. 
you know, when you have seven seniors and they take ownership of that team, they're going to be successful. That That is a great combination. It's well said by Coach Thornton, too, on, on how the, the girls have owned what they've done. And when, when you have that buy-in like that from a, a senior group of leaders, and they're very talented, um, it's, it's an impressive thing. You're taking on a very good Gibson Southern team for the 3A championship. Gibson Southern comes in at 25 and four. Um, you know, their coach Kyle uh, Brasher's been there uh, for six years, uh, won 120, listen, 123 wins in six years. That's a lot. <laughs> and so I think that's what's so compelling about this matchup between these two teams for the 3A championship. Uh, quite frankly, you can say the same thing about all four of the championships. Nothing better than championship Saturday. Uh, at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. And so we're going to do it tomorrow, uh, starting at 10.30 a.m. with the uh, 1A battle between uh, Lanesville and Marquette Catholic. And then, you know, go from there. should be a lot of fun. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night on the show. We're going to be spending a lot of time recapping the day at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Also, Talking about some games coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday around our state in the opening rounds of the boys' sectional. The 114th uh, Indiana State Boys' Basketball Championship uh, starts on Tuesday around our state. Uh, On behalf of Greg Rakestraw and myself, thank you for watching the pairing show. We had a good time. I thought we did reasonably well. Greg is uh, phenomenal. Um... And I'm not exactly sure what my role is, but I try not to get in the way as much as I can. But it was fun. I think we talked about the same thing we did on the girls' pairing show. We talked about balance and how competitive it is. And, you know, I know you may think it's uh, cliched. Try not to be that way. It just seems to be that's how it is. And so it starts on Tuesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So join us. Uh, next weekend, as we wrap up uh, the boys' sectionals, I love this time of year. You have girls' championship weekend. Go right into boys' uh, sectionals, uh, ending with a championship next weekend, uh, and you continue. Also, tomorrow is a, a rather busy day on the college front. Uh, Eddie Garrison has talked about it in the scoreboard updates a little bit. Um, these are all important games for the obvious reasons. You're at a time of year where you're about ready to get into March. So that means tournament play, conference tournament, national tournament. Uh, we already have some conference tournament action going on in the HCAC in the semifinals. Uh, uh, tonight, Manchester taking on Anderson, Transylvania playing Hanover. I'll get you some scores on that a little bit later. Uh, you're going to have conference tournaments beginning soon in the NAIA and Division Three ranks. Uh, and so it's a fun, fun time of year. Stay with us. Scoreboard update coming up. We'll talk more girls' state finals on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. It's the regular season finale for a lot of teams across the state in boys' basketball tonight. A few games on tomorrow's schedule about six in totality. Let's get to some more final scores. couple overtime games, a double overtime game featuring Hanover Central and Ileana Christian. 
The separation in this one is one point all the way down to the wire, 70, or 67 to 76. Hanover Central defeating Ileana Christian. Another overtime game, very low scoring between East Central and Greensburg considering they went into OT. 48-39 East Central falling to Greensburg tonight. Congrats to Greensburg on the overtime win and congrats to Hanover Central on the double overtime win. couple other overtime games, Newton and... Clinton Prairie, that's North Newton specifically, they went over Clinton Prairie 37 to 36 in extra time. Homestead falls in free basketball, as some call it, against Norwell 49 to 43. Park Tudor just absolutely dominated Providence. Crystal Ray 79 to 25 tonight. Park Heritage over Terre Haute South 73 to 63. Portage picks up 80 points, not the most on the night as they defeat Hammond Morton 80-63. Rochester, they so far have the highest scoring total on the night. 87 points in their win over McConaughey, who put up 70, a very high scoring game between those two teams. Seymour, they defeat Silver Creek 57-35, and Shackamack defeats Owen Valley 63-56. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Small college conference play tomorrow in the Heartland Collegiate Athletic Conference. These two games are at Anderson University. AU has... Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The number one seed in the HCAC tourney, Manchester will play Anderson. Transylvania will play Hanover. Winners play uh, for championship. And so, yeah, we're at that time of year. Eddie Garrison, school board update extraordinaire. All right, Eddie. Uh, tournament time. We got uh, college tournaments coming up. We have the, when's the Big East tournament start? That's a couple good weeks? question. Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, that's a couple weeks. So the dogs have Seton Hall tomorrow night, an eight thirty start. That's a late game. That's a late start. Now, my goodness gracious. Oh yeah, we'll be off the air before that game is over or close. It'll be close. I think. Uh, I think it'll the be, game. It'll be you know you know college games are two hours. You know two hours minimum. So with all the you know media breaks and everything else you're doing, it's it's a two hour. Trust me, I've done I've <laughs> done a number of them. It's a, it's a two hour time slot without question. Uh, and so that's just regulation. So you you, you don't know, um, but Seton Hall's hard to get. They're, they're hard to get a read on. Um, I, I understand that, you know, new coach and, uh, I, I got all that and he's good. Ed Cooley's a good coach and, but he's not at Providence. And I remember he's, you know, he was a great coach at Providence, but he's at Seton Hall and you're literally kind of starting over. So you don't know. And, and Butler, Butler needs to, you know, our, our school, our, our Indiana division one schools, they all need wins. Everybody needs to win tomorrow. It needs to be one. It needs to be that kind of Saturday or Sunday. Purdue's playing Michigan on Sunday. IUPUI's playing Northern Kentucky. Uh, Evansville's a, 
hosting Southern Illinois and Purdue Fort Wayne's at Milwaukee. So it's a busy. Yeah, I'd much rather these games get played on Saturday, but I, I understand. We've got a lot of Sunday games, but you know, tomorrow's game's um, probably one of, if not the most important one in terms of interest of people is IU at Penn State. And I think, and you mentioned it in your last corporate update, we forget Penn State easily handled the Hoosiers in Bloomington earlier. Oh, yeah, it was an easy 14 point win for the Navy Lions, 85 71. Uh, final score in that one. Indiana would just really struggled against Penn State because Penn State was just making shots. I mean, they had some dudes knocking down right. threes that had struggled for the majority of the season. They knocked down 12, and my opinion, if you even knock down just eight against Indiana, you've got a really, really strong chance of winning because there's no way the Hoosiers are going to be able to match that. They've struggled mightily this mm-hmm. year uh, from shooting mm-hmm. from downtown in that game against uh, Penn State. They only made five. They shot 26%. They got outscored mm-hmm. in the second half 48-30 to 30 after leading on halftime. They had a double-digit lead in the first half and just lost it completely off the rails in the second half. They couldn't come up with stops defensively, and that's kind of where I think Things started to go downward for Indiana, even though they did go on the road right after that and defeat Ohio State. But I don't know. It's just not been a good last nine games, the last month and a half for Mike Woodson. They just don't have the guard play to compete in the Big Ten right now. And as you noted it earlier, it's about 70 80% of the time in the Big Ten. The home team is going to win. And mm-hmm. Indiana, mm-hmm. they've struggled on the road underneath Mike Woodson in the Big Ten Conference. So it'll be a challenge nonetheless against Penn State tomorrow afternoon. Well, listen, I've been in a slide like this as a coach before, and it's it's not – number one, it's not fun. Number two, it's hard to get out of. Uh, you know, it's like people think, well, you know, they, they may have lost two or three or however many they've lost in a row. That that's That is really difficult to get yourself out of. Mentally, it's really, really hard. And, and again, you know, the things on the court are, are pretty well documented – it doesn't take a math major to figure out if your opponents are shooting it reasonably well behind the arc and you're not, you're already at a decided disadvantage. Eddie Garrison coming up in, in a few minutes. We still got a little time for Eddie. We're coming back, talking more basketball on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk High School Basketball tonight. Mountain Vernon beats Yorktown 59-43 on the boys' side. From IndianaHighSchoolSports.com, Brad Huber joins me. Hello, Brad. Hi, Coach. How are you tonight? Great to hear from you. Wonderful to hear from you. You know I love you and love every time you call. So you had a pretty good game here tonight, a big rivalry game between these two teams. Big rivalry game, uh, surprisingly one that Yorktown hasn't won now in 10 years, and that uh, streak will continue. So 10 in a row now for Mount Vernon, and uh, they jumped out to a 14-2 lead in the uh, first quarter and never really looked back in this ball game, led by as much as 27 before uh, winning this game by 26. So a big win for Mount Vernon, and as you know, Coach Coach Bradburn, a very experienced coach with a young squad right. that got a lot of momentum right. going into sectional play next week. Well, uh, that's a good point because you're trying. That's what you're trying to accomplish at this particular time of the year is to be gaining that momentum. Uh, and one good way to do it is to get a win like this <laughs> over a good Yorktown team. Yeah, no question. And you know, it was senior night for Yorktown, so all the uh, c- uh, ceremonies and celebrations going on with Yorktown, and one uh, that. Just quite frankly, Yorktown didn't really play all that well, and they had some looks, just couldn't 
knocked them down tonight. And Mount Vernon, you know, one thing I noticed is that uh, it was kind of old-school basketball for Mount Vernon on their offensive set. Uh, more passes than dribbles offensively. That ball mm. barely hit mm-hmm. the ground, and that was uh, fun basketball to watch, something you don't see much in this day and age. No, you don't. All right, so who's Yorktown play uh, next week in the first round of the tournament? Yeah, Yorktown will play Centerville on Tuesday down at the uh, world's largest high school gym at Newcastle. Always a fun venue <laughs> right. to play a sectional next week. And then uh, Mount Vernon will play New Palestine. There's a matchup for you right there on Tuesday night. That That's at Greenfield Central. That's a tremendous matchup. Yeah, that's a great matchup and uh, one that people should get to down there at Greenfield Central. I understand. I haven't looked into it too much, but I understand Greenfield Central is the favorite in that sectional. But uh, Mount Vernon and New Pal will be a tremendous game on Tuesday, no question about it. And I like uh, – the Maroodus chances in that ball game on Tuesday to advance. Well, Greenfield Central twenty-two and zero. I would, I would have them. I'd have them as my favorite at their at their place. I'd have them do that. But tonight, Mount Vernon beats Yorktown in high school boys basketball action. Uh, the final in this one, Mount Vernon fifty-nine forty-three. Brad Huber on the call of this game for IndianHighSchoolSports.com. Brad, thanks as always. All right, so what game you have on this? What do you, what's your sectional schedule? Because you're going to be calling me this weekend. What games are you going to have? Yeah, so I'll be up at a really fun sectional up at the Mill in Noblesville with the semifinals Friday and the championship Saturday. And get to see hopefully my alma mater if they can be pitchers uh, earlier in the week. Brad Huber, you're the best. Give my best to Holly. Thanks for the call, Brad. Will do. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Coming up. Top of the hour scoreboard update with the man himself, Eddie Garrison. This is Indiana Sports Talk.